0: When you hear the Toddlin' Town of Chicago, you know that it is time for On the lighter Side of Baseball with Jamie Rutsky, and we are in that Toddlin' Town, the Windy City, where the weather has been like the middle of summer here for the Cubs' second game. Went to opening day. I got to tell you, opening day at Wrigley Field, you would have thought it would have been like euphoric. You would have thought it would have been like the greatest day ever, imaginable. But unbeknownst to me, the Cubs decided to play. In very inclement weather, it was very cold, 30 degrees, and uh, tough to grip a baseball if you're Kyle Hendrickson. And he demonstrated that uh, my theory that they shouldn't have been playing was absolutely correct. I even wrote to the Cubs and said, "Hey, you know what? If you're going to call the game, let me know ahead of time. I don't want to go down to Wrigley. It's still COVID time, and I'm going to walk. It's a long walk, and uh, you know, I just don't want to do it." So uh, what do they do? They go ahead and they play anyway. So Huh, let me tell you. It was cold. And they got one hit every 2 hours of that game. Can you imagine going to a baseball game, one hit every 2 hours? Would you ever go back? No, who would go back? Nobody would go back unless you're a friggin' masochistic whatever. I mean, they can't hit. And and today on our show, we're going to have Bobby DeNier, and Bobby God bless him. Bobby is one of the most optimistic guys. I called him. We talked a little while after the second game when the Cubs finally won. And uh, he acted like these guys were cured, that their swings were great. And who am I to disagree with Bobby D. So we're going to talk to Bobby D in a little while. It has been one year to the day since we talked to Bobby D last year, right when the COVID crisis was beginning and so now we got baseball and so I went the second day they took a day off they took an off day on a beautiful afternoon which would have been a beautiful afternoon at Wrigley but I wasn't at Wrigley so then uh, we walked the four miles down to Wrigley on Saturday it was so beautiful and because of the ticket lottery that the Cubs are doing they only have 20% capacity and on opening day they had 10% people there Nobody nobody wanted a ticket 250 a ticket, 30-degree weather, two hits. I think I have a right to be pissed off as a fan. I mean, the product absolutely sucked. <laughs> and so the, the next day was absolutely spectacular, and that's what I should have as a memory of opening day. Uh, the grass was green. It was 70 degrees at Wrigley. Even on the opening day, our tickets were in the sun. We switch around tickets. Every game is a different place because I don't know why. I have two seats. Now, why they couldn't give me those season tickets, two seats, you got me hanging. I have no idea. They knew I wanted the tickets. They could take a little survey like they they do. They try to decide what you're doing with your tickets. They try to do whatever to figure out if you're scalping your ticket. Whatever. They could have given me my seat. They didn't. So, Opening day, behind third base. Pretty good seats, and in the sun for three innings, which took almost two hours. Then, on Saturday, oh, my goodness gracious, these seats were great. I mean, I felt like I was I was able to shake Chris Bryant's hand when he was on, in the batter's box. They were great seats, and uh, Bryant hit a home run <laughs> when I went to get, I had no food on on Thursday, because the Cubs came up with this policy that you got to order on uh, Ballpark App or don't get food. So I, I thought, well, I don't know how to use Ballpark App. I was lucky enough to find my tickets on Ballpark App. We got into the ballpark. And let me commend the Cubs on that. Touch free, and and for you folks waiting for Bobby D and a real guy to talk to, it's going to be a little while. I'm going to talk a little bit about opening day, and then in uh, section, segment two of our show, we'll get Bobby D on the phone and and. He's, he's ready to roll, I promise you. Great voice, great career, great cup. But now it's my show, my time on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and SoundCloud, the original podcaster for on the lighter side of Bays the Ball. So here we are. Uh, the touchless come in the ballpark, don't take anything out of your pocket. Great. Amen. Don't know how they do it. I, I mean, could you sneak a gun through there? I don't know. Wouldn't try it. Don't know believe in all the amendments, Bill of Rights and everything, but I don't own a gun. And uh, you know what? I won't get into gun control. We're not going to get political. We avoided politics for the last, you know, campaign, we're going to avoid it again. Now, Saturday, I decided to try, you know, because I've been talking about a lot of things. Right? For a year, I tried to get Bob Kendrick on, on the podcast and I got Bob Kendrick on the podcast and it was a 10. He's great. Not because of me. He's great. So I decided that uh, I've been talking about having a hot dog rating system. And, uh, you know, somebody uses burps, somebody uses stars, somebody uses, I don't know what, I'm going with mustard stains. Five mustard stains, good dog. Good dog. Uh, And I got my first mustard stain of the year, literally, on my little cub shirt, and uh, it didn't take me even half of the hot dog to get a mustard stain. But that's not the rating system. Uh, So... One mustard stain is really bad. Two is okay. Three is average. Four is really good. Five is great. Okay, that's gonna. We're gonna do dogs, pizza, beef, whatever I happen to eat. I'll rate it a ballpark, and then at the end of the year, um, you know, I've gained twenty-five pounds, and and uh, yet I will hopefully have been to at least ten ballparks. That's my goal, ten ballparks. Okay, so I go down to make my first. Purchase of the year. You got to use a credit card. They tell me, although I saw people paying cash. Um, got plexiglass up there. They they and here's what happened. They didn't tell me this. I observed it. They made they they on the on the uh, marquee above the concession. It says grilled Vienna beef hot dogs. Grilled ban. You know. That sounds really, really good. And the Cubs used to have these little carts where you could go and they'd grill them. You could watch them grill them. They'd put them in a bun, slap some onions on it. Bingo! That's a five-mustard day, baby. Those were good. They got rid of the carts because I don't know why. They revamped the concourse. And, uh, yeah, I know, I'm bitching about the Cubs again. It's going to be a long year for you folks that are optimistic and blindly follow these things. So... The grilled Vienna beef is it was made maybe in the during the in between the Thursday game and the Saturday game. They put them in those boxes that you used to get if your hands were full. If you had like four hot dogs, two beers and a bag of peanuts, you'd get one of those little cardboard containers. Now they make the hot dog, they put it into the bun, they put the bun into the box, and when you get your order, The dude, the concession dude or dudette, would simply drop three or four little packets of mustard, ketchup, pickle relish, no onions into your box. Got to have onions. They don't have onions. I don't know. Part of the COVID problem. So as I am leaving the concession stand, and now there aren't any condiments around, no condiment wagons. Ah, I, I get that. I totally get that because of the pandemic. I totally get it. And all of a sudden, I decide, well, you know, I really don't want to interrupt these nice people at the end of the row. My wife and I are in the middle of the row. I decide I'll just watch TV. And, of course, there's a second or two delay on TV. And Bryant, who hadn't come close to touching a ball in in his plate appearances so far, is up to the plate. Two strikes, swing and miss, swing and miss. And then all of a sudden... While it looks to me on TV like the pitcher's getting ready to throw the ball, I hear this crowd roar, and of course, I run up the steps to the uh, uh, through the concourse up to the aisle, and I see the ball disappear into the basket. Home run! Way to go, Chris! So that was exciting, but I missed it. Got my hot dogs. Let me tell you, I'm going here's the first rating of the year. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. The bun. Now, how do you have a steel bun <laughs> on the second game of the year? It's impossible. But here's what happened. Uh, the game was at 120. At 8 o'clock in the morning, they made hot dogs and started putting them in these little boxes. And so by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, those little buns were hard. Like, they, I don't get it. it they weren't, you know, a fresh bun will stay fresh, I think. If you take it out, put it in the air for a few hours, it'll stay fresh. I'll have to do that experiment. Okay, so the bite, I bite my first bite of the year. I put mustard all over it. I mean, I slapped three or four packets of mustard onto this dog. It was dripping in mustard. And I'm thinking, this is really, you know, it didn't feel warm. It didn't feel mushy. it The bun, I didn't feel the hot dog. And... Um, so I take what I thought was going to be the first bite in two years of a hot dog. Although I did have a bite of... I did have a dog at spring training last year. Yeah, truth in advertising. It's friggin' hard. I mean, I, I could barely get not chip a tooth. on This bun. Oh, my God. So the bun gets a negative two mustard stains, which is really... I'm not sure I'll have a worse rating all year. The dog... You know, they're Vienna dogs that are... Thick and big, and th- these aren't them, man. So, for seven bucks, I got a stale dog, a cold hot dog, and I give it a negative one mustard stain. It didn't even break the sound barrier of zero. This was bad. And I got beer. You know, the beer was cold, and that's the only time you can legally take your mask off. So, is this a great experience? Eh, not yet. You know, a great experience will be the park's full, the food is warm, the buns are soft, and the beer's cold, and the Cubs get a few hits. Okay, that's it. That's the great experience. So, that was that. Now, they have a new organist. The organist retired. And, uh, you know, I notice these stupid things. This guy's horrible. I mean, how do you... (laughs) Okay, Did I find anything enjoyable about the game? Number one, the seats are great because you don't have anybody in front of you. They block off, you know, six feet around you. So there's nobody near you, theoretically. Nobody in front of you, nobody behind you, and that was great. I mean, it's like a minor league game, but I'm watching a real baseball game, and I've got seats that are really close to the field, and... And I only paid 500 bucks for that experience. And it lasted uh, four innings, two hours. And um, let's see, Rizzo got a hit. He batted second, third, something like that. So he gets hit in the first inning. That's the only hit I saw. I sat there for two hours. I watched Hendricks struggle. He left the game. Cubs couldn't hit. Ian Happ was horrible. Jock Peterson was horrible. Chris Bryant was horrible. Hayward, on and on and on and on and on, and they took out Bodie and put in Sogard, I think he got a hit. Uh, you know, this journeyman infielder gets a hit against really one of the worst pitching staffs in baseball. So that was the first day they got two hits. The second game, uh, Hayes, the, the the rookie of the year if he can stay healthy, hammered. A home run into a forty-mile-an-hour wind that was protected by the big giant scoreboard, and let me tell you, this guy's the real deal. He just took him deep, second batter of the of the game. He walked the first one because the umpire wouldn't give him anything, and that's another big problem. The umps haven't gotten any better. And after that first game, I go, bring in the robots. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these guys. You know, four hours, two hits, umpires being stingy with the strike zone. Broaden the strike zone, they'll swing. Let's have some fun. So, same old crap, but different day. Um, On Saturday, Hayes is hurt. They've got this journeyman lefty in there. Bias steals two bases. I haven't seen Bias steal back-to-back bases, maybe ever. And uh, the Cubs eked out seven hits and won the game. So now their hit total is nine for the first two games. And they won the rubber match, and they got three hits and scored four runs. And so they got 12 hits in 27 innings of baseball. You can't have that. It's the same as last year. They kept the same hitting coach. This guy should have been fired just on principle. He may be the greatest. He may be Charlie Lau in disguise, but he was bad. So in, this, in game number two, they don't start half. And, you know, Hap, I don't know. I'm eh, just not a Hap fan. He's, he's just not a center fielder, although he plays pretty good defense. They put in their new guy, Jake Marzenak, or however you pronounce his name, and he gets a blue pit to drive in the first run of the year for the Cubs. Woohoo. Um, and late in the game, this is the funniest thing. And, you know, you'd think I'd really be funny having a show called The Lighter Side of Baseball. But, you know, it really should be the grumpy side of baseball. Anyway, Hap... <laughs> now, the Pirates' pitching staff is not very good. And so Hap comes in, got a righty facing him, who's having a tough time finding the plate. But he's throwing the ball pretty hard. And he he changes up on Hap, and Hap swings and misses, as he does often. and But the bat goes... Uh, you know, 60 feet into the pirates' dugout. And it doesn't come out, and it doesn't come out. The bat boy goes over there, because this was the last out of the inning, and the bat boy comes over there, and he's standing there for like a minute and a half. Obviously, the dude wants to get the bat back for Ian Happ. And finally, the bat emerges, and the pirates had turned that bat into two bats. They broke it off at the handle, it was pretty funny, and gave the bat boy the big part and the little part of the bat, and he took back the uh, remnants of what used to be a bat, the Ian Hapless, and uh, hey, the next day, Hap gets a new bat, hits a home run, woohoo! thank God they broke that bat, what idiots in the Pirates dugout, <laughs> this guy had been missing everything with that bat, they break his bat, he gets his little new lumber, and boom, he's uh, you know, interesting this is a little-known fact, and if you go back, I'm absolutely right. In 2019, in the opening game, Ian Happ homered in his leadoff appearance. Boom. In 2020, the COVID season, Ian Happ homers in game one. He missed game one today, but by God, the guy came back and got a home run in game number two. So in three years, the guy has gotten home runs in game or one or two. That's pretty impressive. If uh, I'm easily impressed, so my seats for the third game that I'm going to uh, will—I don't know—they're over the visitors' dugout. The Brewers. My buddy Craig Kishan, co-host of the show, is going to be doing the play-by-play for the Brewers. I believe all series. Uh, Brian Anderson must be off with uh, NCAA basketball, maybe, or on a vacation after a couple games. I don't know. I'm happy for Craig. He's he's a great play-by-play guy. Unfortunately, I won't be able to dine with Craig after dinner at Harry Carey's because uh, Craig stays in Milwaukee, goes over to Miller Park slash American Family Field, and he does the game from there. So anyway, that's the scoop on that count. So, uh, you've got the concessions, which were kind of disappointing. You've got uh, my seats that were really good, so there I am balancing off. And we now have had a chance to look at the first weekend of the year and uh, figure out who's good and who's not good. Uh, One other thing about the fans, since there aren't very many fans in the ballpark, if you want to go out there and be an ass, you can do it and get away with it. And what I mean by that is if you want to be a loud, obnoxious person and not swear The ushers will apparently let you get away with anything because the guy four or five rows behind us and his friend screamed, go Cubs go, almost the whole game. And when they weren't going, let's go Cubbies, they were like, uh, Moran came up to the uh, on-deck circle and every time he came up, this guy would go into moron for 14 minutes until the guy came to the plate. Um... Unbelievable. The guy didn't know what he was talking about, but he could talk loud. So that's a bad... You know, when when it's capacity at Wrigley, it is impossible to hear bozos like that. You just can't hear them unless you're sitting next to them. Uh, vendors were out. Not too many of them. Very slow. You know, how they're going to sell a beer in a full house in the middle of a row because they walk down with their little machine, take your credit card, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be very pretty. Um... So the vendors were slow. The loudmouths were out. That's it on my game critique. So now, who's who had a good weekend and who had a bad weekend? The White Sox. <laughs> oh you know, God! I was hoping they'd go 0 one 162. I love Ryan Storff, and I love the team and I want to be a White Sox fan, but T-Bone Larusa looks like he's walking in the dugout in a coma when he does walk. And and he's he's just. Come on, Tony, give it up. You know, at least Dusty Baker puts on a, a good show. Larissa's just an annoying human being uh, to be looking at or have anything to do for. So I can't root for the, the White Sox. And then Tim Anderson goes and says, Chicago's a White Sox town. Now, not sure what planet he's been living on. Is there enthusiasm for the White Sox? Yeah, has a well-deserved. You bet. They've got great players and I'm going to love going out to the game, and yeah, I don't like Tony, but, you know, that's because of Nellie, and he fired Nellie. I mean, I've got a reason for not liking LaRusso, in addition to his DWIs, in addition to his thing doing things that I won't publicly say. And uh, so uh, I don't like him, and I'm disappointed that Jerry gave up on Renteria. I thought he got the shaft, and that Jerry doesn't do that very often, but... You know, he fired Tony in eighty six and uh hired him back in two thousand and twenty one. <laughs> Why? Uh, I'm sure Jerry'll tell me and he'll have good good points. And uh like I said, I there's there's very few people I respect more than Jerry Reinsdorf, But um boy, oh boy, you uh made an error on this one, buddy. Now they may win the World Series and Jerry'll be I told you guys, Oh, this guy's a great manager. Okay. You know, can happen. But You know who won't win the World Series? The Red Sox. Who won't win the World Series? The Cubs. Who won't win the World Series? Uh, Man, there were some dogs out there. But there were some interesting uh, results. The Twins look pretty good. The Marlins and the Rays both look pretty good. The Angels look pretty good. Come on, Joe. I'm pulling for you. I think they'll be great. I love Madden as a manager. He's great. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. Ho-hum. The Padres look pretty good. The Jays and the Yankees kind of fought hard. The Tigers, the Royals came back from two five-run deficits Thursday and Saturday. Couldn't pull it off a third time against really a bad team, the Rangers. So they're pretty good. I think the uh, Pirates are really bad. The Orioles, man, 3-0 start dumping the Red Sox. Come on, O's. I'm not a Peter Angelos fan, but who cares? Uh, So... The games are slow. There's not a lot of hitting. Did they deaden the ball? I don't know. I didn't do a check on the uh, number of home runs hit. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the way the the game has gone. I think that um, the Reds are going to be a pretty doggone good Central Division team. Um, they beat up on the Cardinals to my delight. Took two out of three from the Redbirds and Couldn't be happier. You know, uh, the the favorite uh, guy to be traded away last year was Castellanos, and Nick didn't disappoint. He is one throwback guy. He doesn't like to lose. He said he doesn't like to lose. He didn't want to go on two. He gets up and gets in a little dispute with Yachty. Yachty should have retired. Wainwright should have retired, but I'm glad they're out there because I hope they bring down the Redbirds. So, who do I dislike more? The Cardinals or La Russa? Hmm. That is a pretty good question. I'm gonna have to go with the uh, uh, Cardinals. You know, they're they're the most disdained in my mind. Uh, the most loved. I love the Rays, I love their broadcasting crew, Brian Anderson and my man Dwayne Stas for the Angels and for the Cubs and for the Brewers and for the uh Royals, I'd love to see the O's have a good year. The Tigers have a good year. Uh, the D-backs are kind of ho hum. The Rockies, man, do they are, th- are they even in the major leagues? I mean, uh, Bud Black's a good manager, but you know everybody's getting a humidor, They're trying to deaden the baseball. Odorizzi's oh, with the Astros, who are looking like they are on fire. They got you know a year past the. It, there were two good things that major leaguers would have appreciated the COVID crisis for and, and only these that I can think of. Number one, the Houston Astros and their fans. They they If they were going to have a year to come back and face the music about their cheating, last year was a great year because there wasn't anybody around so nobody got booed. Now it's like everybody has served their time from management and uh, let's get on down the road. So it's funny. that That is, even for me, because I mean, I was blatantly opposed to the Astros. Now, got a good team, Cranky, Odorizzi. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, they'll get everybody back full strength. And the, um, the other thing is guys who had Tommy John surgery. Oh, what a great year to have Tommy John surgery last year. So... That is the, uh, the, the makeup there. That's my, my take. I'm still critical of the shift, the, the strikes and balls from the umpires, the time it takes for the pitchers to throw. Baseball needs to f- wake up. They've got a collective bargaining agreement problem that they're staring at that's going to be ugly. They've got a problem with boring baseball One ball in play every four minutes ain't going to cut it. Two hits in a four-hour game ain't going to cut it. The um, playoffs with Joe Buck suck. The fact that they don't have any local guys doing the games suck. Their ratings are down. They don't care. They're getting the money. They got the playoff money, and uh, they just signed a humongous big contract. So do they really give a rats you-know-what? About the fans, I, uh, you, you'd have to say no. And now, now they're going to the most hypocritical move of all. And they're all rep in, in every sports doing it. They are all in bed with some gaming company. They're all involved in betting. Ironically, they're hoping betting will improve their uh, ratings. If you, you know, have a sports book, they hope that's going to improve their rating. I mean, between FanDuel and these other companies, I mean, even the Fox Midwest is no longer Fox Midwest for the broadcast. It's Bally Sports Network. The Cubs have cut a deal uh, for gambling. The The Nationals haven't played yet. Oh, my God. They're back in the COVID crisis of 2020. I mean, they have yet to play a game. They've had four games canceled because the Bozos couldn't stay away from COVID. Get vaccinated, you know. They're vaccinating everybody in the world, every team, every player, every staff member ought to get vaccinated, you know. It's just common sense. So that's my take on that. The Nationals, slow out of the box. The Mets haven't played a game because they were scheduled to play against the Nationals. The Rays had Easter off. I can't figure that one out. It's the only off day on Sunday that I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees. Will they be able to buy a World Series? I don't know, you know. Aaron Judge is pretty good. Um, The injuries are piling up. Chapman's hurt with the A's. Uh, The Rays are still interesting. Gallo hit a gigantic home run. A few guys have lost weight that I should. But um, by and large, you've got the, uh, you know, the Braves had a rough opener. Cubs did pretty good against a really bad team. you got to love the Reds. Like I said, the Rockies suck. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. Now, I think that uh, another dog that I'll watch is Trevor Bauer. What a jerk. I mean, he's just a jerk. He's not funny in a way that might fire up the fan base. He's just a jerk. Uh, you know, doing weird stuff. He almost threw a no hitter, and <laughs> he's good. He's a good pitcher. Uh, but you know, there's eccentric guys. Mark Fidrich, Granky can be kind of goofy, and there's nothing wrong with goofy. I love goofy and Pluto. But the Bower's a wacko. I mean, he just is. So anyway, you know, he doesn't care what I think, and uh, he'll never know what I think. <laughs> Yelich. Uh, Kane, who's going to play in that outfield all the time? Uh, You know, Lorenzo, maybe nearing the end. Uh, Does his uh, intensity still stick with him? The Phillies, man, they open hot. The sweep. And the uh, Padres, uh, you know, you, Darvish, look like you with the Cubs in April. And uh, what are they going to do? The Giants are not as bad as everybody thought. And, uh, you know... I think that uh, Lester should have retired. So that's it. God, it's great to be back. And in a in a little bit, um, however we decide to edit this, uh, we will have Bobby Dunier. Now this may be podcast one A and Bobby Dunier podcast one B, but however it is, it's going to be exciting. And so on the lighter side of baseball, Jamie Resky talking to you. And I hope. I hope you guys are more upbeat than I am. I mean, and I I want to be upbeat. I really do. I want to go to the ball game. I'm going tomorrow night. Going Wednesday afternoon. Going to the Royals game in a couple weeks. I'm going to head over to Milwaukee for the Brewers Cubs game next week. So I'm seeing a lot of baseball. So I'm going to have a chance to do another hot dog test um, at Milwaukee, and then a hot dog test at Kansas City, beautiful Kauffman Stadium or whatever they're calling it, the K. And uh, you know, I hope to get back with uh, Bob Kendrick. What a great interview that was. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to talking to Bobby D, uh, one of the daily doubles. And uh, that's what uh, Harry Carey nicknamed him, along with Ryan Sandberg, when they batted 1-2 in 1984. So that's fun to talk about. Bobby's always enthusiastic. I mean way enthusiastic, way more enthusiastic than me. I'm more down to earth. I'm more a fan who observes the problems. Is the cup half full or half empty? Uh, it's water. You know, It is what it is. And uh, let me tell you, the Cubs have some guys that are going to be free agents. Javi Baez looks like he's porked up a little bit. I still can't resist uh you know, why, why anybody throw that fastball? I don't know. If somebody could explain that to me. Uh, why somebody just doesn't throw him a steady diet of sliders down the way? He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna take his walks. Um, Chris Bryant still got that weird swing going. Uh, again, who am I to analyze Chris Bryant's swing? But he had a pretty good day yesterday. Had a pretty good day Thursday, so or Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, Bryant had a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Hayward. Hit the ball pretty good. Jock Peterson, poof, boy, tough start for Jock. He lit up. He was MVP of the uh, Cactus League, and then he just sputtered. So has Contreras, sputtered. But they'll pick it up. You know, I think Jock's going to get platooned again. Now, David Ross has to wake up and realize that he can't let Jock tell him when he's going to play. He's going to play against lefties on very rare occasions because they got Marzenak. Jake, fast, good. Struggled a little in center field, but he hadn't played center field at Wrigley. It was sunny afternoon. Peterson's a good outfielder, better than Schwarber. And so there there you have that. So the free agents are going to be Baez and Bryant, Filed soon thereafter by Contreras. Rizzo's a free agent. If they don't sign him, if they don't sign him, then Ricketts can take it. If 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 Rizzo is not signed, I'm done. I'm done. And I may be done anyway, but we'll see. Uh, that would be stupid. Not signing Bryant's stupid. Not signing Bayo's stupid. Not signing Contreras, stupid. And you go, hey, how can you sign all those guys? Um, own Ameritrade. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Pay a little luxury tax. I don't care. Raise the beer prices, I don't care. You can even raise my ticket price, I guess. I don't care. Keep these players, sign them, or sell the team. There you go, sign or sell. That's my new motto, sign or sell. Come on. Uh, they're, a, they're a big market. Hell, look at the Padres. They're a, supposedly from a small market. And the left side of their infield is 600-plus million. Machado and Tatis. Go figure. Great to be back. In just a few minutes, we'll have Bobby Dunier And in the meantime, go relax. I will have a cold Coke Zero. Not a sponsor.